Welcome to the Authority Podcast, Plumbing and Mechanical. When talking about the built environment, we would do well to remember, we shape our buildings and afterwards our buildings shape us. Therefore, on each episode, we'll discuss the latest trends from IATMO in plumbing and mechanical safety, sustainability, and resiliency. Join me, your host, Christoph Lohr, and together we'll explore the ways we can make our buildings shape us for the better. Welcome to this episode of the Authority Podcast, Plumbing and Mechanical. On this episode, we'll be speaking with Troy Benavides, Leader of Government Relations and Policy for Lixel in our News and Policy segment, and Sherry Bradley, Director of the Bureau of Environmental Services for the State of Alabama in our Good Vibes segment. Let's get to it. Here's my conversation with Troy Benavides, where we discuss the skilled labor gap in the plumbing profession and sanitation issues around the world. Troy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Christoph. Happy to be here. Really excited to have you here. So in our policy segment, typically our guests talk about big picture, what's going on in the realm of plumbing and mechanical and construction and the built environment. For our listeners, from your standpoint, from Lixel's standpoint, what is some of the big picture policies that are out there or big picture policy implication things that you all are following right now? Yeah, thank you. There are a couple. Like I should say, there's probably quite a few, but two that we're focused on predominantly are around the skilled labor gap. You know, we're seeing really a big gap in the amount of plumbers going into the profession. So we want to focus on that issue a lot. The other is addressing the sanitation issues around the world. And more importantly, recognizing and working on the sanitation issues here in the U.S. So those are two of the most important issues for us at Lixel. Interesting. So let's break those down one at a time. So the labor shortage, we've had some folks from the industry on that talked about material shortage and a little bit about labor shortage, but we haven't really focused on the labor shortage side. What are you all seeing in terms of the issues that are occurring with labor shortage and maybe some of the the solutions uh, to that? Yeah, well, you know, we're seeing labor shortage everywhere, right? Most industries are experiencing that, whether it's post-COVID or whatever the reasons. But the plumbing shortage or plumber shortage, this has been a problem for quite some time. We're seeing, I think the statistic is, you know, for every five plumbers leaving the profession, one joins, right? So this isn't sustainable, particularly for our industry. You know, it's it's the wrong trend if you want to want to think about that way. So we want to encourage people to look at the plumbing profession more seriously, whether it's young people, adults who are looking for career changes, maybe some diversity in the plumbing profession, maybe there's more opportunity for women who want to do this. You know, coming out of COVID, we were thinking, you know, a lot of people who were maybe in service industry, for instance, you know, should they consider this as a a better career option? Plumbing is a great career and plumbers, you know, uh, pretty good jobs. We've done a lot of research on this and we know, you know, we work with plumbers all the time. They're very happy with the job they're in. And, and so we just want people to know that it's a really good alternative, you know, if you want to want to make a career change. So that's that's one area where we really want to, to spend some time. What is the dollar cost of that skills gap? Have you guys looked at any of that? We're looking into it now. We'll come out with a report probably in the next month or two. We really looked at it from... What's the economic impact of this mm. shortage? Because it's, you know, it's it affects us as a business, right? And and many businesses, when when you have a labor shortage, projects are delayed. You know how hard it is to get a plumber to come to your house. It's a little more costly when there's a shortage. So we're trying to 
quantify all of that and put it in terms of really the bigger economic impact because every industry, the automobile industry, the aerospace industry, healthcare, they all need plumbing. So every industry is is being affected by this shortage. We're we're putting that together and and it's in about another month or so. I can I can share that with you and we'll be more public with it, but it's it's pretty significant and it's only going to get worse. That's that's the issue. That's interesting. Well, definitely I think our listeners would be really interested in that in that report. So obviously there's challenges there, but what are some of the potential solutions or what are some of the ways that you all are working on trying to address that? Well, you know, we want obviously young people to consider plumbing as a career option, right? A four-year college education doesn't have to be for everyone. You know, we've we've sort of swung the pendulum in that direction. You know, most parents want their kids to be college grads. And so we really want to, you know, communicate the value or in, and also the, the career opportunities in this profession to young people. And like I said earlier, we also want to appeal to adult populations who maybe want to make a career change, maybe military, coming out of the military. These are great businesses to go into, great jobs to go into. And on the policy front, there's a lot that can be done. You know, it's disappointing to see that the funding for vocational education was dropped in the budget. You know, there mm. was an option for free voc tech education, and that would have done a lot, right? Because that would have created a financial incentive for people to get this kind of training. So we're going to be creative and and do what we can. And, you know, the whole industry is talking about it. We're not, you know, we're not the only ones. So partnering with other companies and businesses, and I think collectively we can we can make a, a pretty big dent in this if we work together. Those are excellent points, Troy. And I think especially the elevation of knowledge base for the plumbing industry and for the plumbing installer, I think is, is a key part of that too. And it can potentially lead to even more value to the market. Troy, you spoke about collaboration. Can you talk a little bit about the collaboration you've all had specifically with IATMO and our philanthropic arm, I wish? Because I think that's a really good story for our listeners to hear. Yeah, we've been collaborating or partnering with IATMO and I wish for a few years now. You know, we've worked on the project on the Navajo Nation where we brought, you know, water and, and sanitation to the community there. We most recently worked together in Lowndes County, Alabama. This community in in Alabama, and it's actually across the Black Belt, so it's not just one community. It affects you know thousands of people. But this community has lived without proper sanitation for forever. I mean, 20, 30 years, this is a problem. And there's an issue down there with the soil that can't absorb water. So none of the traditional systems that you know, work to deal with sanitation will work in Lowndes County. So mm. this community has just pretty much been left behind when we think about, you know, having sanitation in the U.S., something you and I and many of your listeners will know. We just sort of flush and walk away, right? And we take that stuff for granted. And it was really, you know, heartbreaking to see that, you know, raw sewage in, in people's backyards where, you know, their kids are playing and, you know, we just felt we had to do something about it. And partnering with IWISH and IOPMO, the state government, you know, state of Alabama, Department of Health, the University of Southern Alabama, coming together, we were able to bring an innovative solution 
to the community. We brought in a private sector partner called Fuji Clean that has some really innovative uh, solutions that will work in that soil. So we brought in, you know, the private sector partnering with government, partnering with academic, and, you know, we made some progress there in the last couple of weeks with the community plumbing challenge that I wish runs. So coming together really, you know, really helps when, when you're trying to find or tackle some of these bigger issues. So the Alabama collaboration then was the second hands-on practical experience working together under a community wash-focused initiative in the U.S. Um, that is the Black Belt Unincorporated Wastewater Program. Uh, is that correct, Troy? Yeah, that was the second project we worked with IWISH on. Excellent. And that kind of brings a question in terms of the BBUWP, the Black Belt Unincorporated Wastewater Program. We'll be hearing from Sherry Bradley on another segment about BBUWP. You know, how does BBUWP fit into the U.S. Decentralized Wastewater Innovation Cohort, the USDWIC? It's really great that they've formed a cohort, and I'm glad that Alabama's part of it, because this cohort is finally paying attention to these sanitation challenges that we have in the U.S. There's 2.2 million people, I believe, who don't have access to plumbing or sanitation in the U.S. So having this cohort that's made up of federal government agencies, state government agencies, private sector, academic institutions, we're finally talking about this problem as a real problem in the U.S. And that's going to be critically important because you know, the first thing you got to do is recognize you have a problem. And Lowndes County, Alabama was a big problem that raised a lot of awareness that this is happening across the U.S. Every state has this. You know, there's cesspools in Hawaii that are problematic. You've got the Navajo Nation. You've got issues on Long Island, New York. So it, it's happening around the country and in different states. So this cohort can come together and work together to finally figure out how to solve these problems. That's great to hear and really heartening to hear that somebody's starting to address this. Specifically to the BBUWP, when did you first, I guess, get connected with them? And can you, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the progression and the context there and the story? Sure. So, you know, I joined Lixel back in 2016. And quickly after that, I heard about this problem in Lowndes County, Alabama, just from reading a newspaper article. And, you know, American Standard, one of our biggest brands, you know, we've been dealing with sanitation and, and sanitation problems for 150 years. So, you know, our purpose is to make better homes a reality for everyone everywhere. And, and that meant looking at this problem in Lowndes and going down there and, and figuring out what we can do. So it started five years ago. We went down there and it's taken us, you know, five years to get to this point, but we stayed engaged with the community down there. I was able to meet the folks who have been working on it. This was not a new problem. It's something they've been working on for, you know, like I said, 20, 30 years or so. But we were the first private sector partner to go down and offer our services, right? Whether it was technical expertise, engineering expertise, design expertise, somehow or another, we had to contribute something. And, you know, we've been at it for five years. The solution wasn't readily available or, you know, apparent to us right at the start. But, you know, we kept at it. And by partnering with the local community, we just kept plugging away and, and finally got us to this point where we have some viable options for the community. That's really exciting. And when did IWISH get involved with this? 
Yeah, so I've been working, you know, like I said, with IOPMO and iWish for a while. So I think it was about you know, three years ago or so, we started, I, I knew at that time we needed more partners, right? We needed other expertise. We needed other people who could make a contribution, other organizations that could make a contribution. And having worked with iWish on the Navajo Nation, I knew that this could be another community plumbing challenge, right? This is where you could bring in, you know, volunteer plumbers to really give these people the sanitation and water access that that they needed. So, you know, we we started talking and they, you know, jumped on board and it just it just grew. It was one of those challenges that not a single organization could do it. If so, it would have been done. So this this requires a collective effort to solve these bigger issues. I think that's a that's a great point. Well, if you had to summarize our talk in one word, what would it be and why? <laughs> um, partnership, because these issues are too big for individual organizations, governments to solve themselves. And I think we can all have a level of expertise or contribution that when it comes together, you can have much bigger impact. Excellent. Well, if our listeners want to get in touch with you or Lixel, what is the best way for them to do that? Yeah, for me, you can find me on you know LinkedIn or Twitter, but you can find Lixel at Lixel.com. Excellent. Well, on behalf of the Authority Podcast, Plumbing and Mechanical, Troy, I just want to say thank you so much for your time and for joining me on the podcast today. Christoph, thank you. Really enjoyed it. Appreciate it. In our last segment, I talk with Sherry Bradley, Director of the Bureau of Environmental Services for the state of Alabama, where we discuss Black Belt Unincorporated Wastewater Program, also known as BBUWP, and its collaboration with IATMO's International Water, Sanitation, and Hygiene Foundation, also known as IWISH. Sherry, thanks so much for joining our podcast today. Well, thank you. I'm delighted to be here. We're delighted to have you. And I guess this is your first time in your 44-year career in doing a podcast. Is that correct? That is correct. So we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you thought you saw it all. And I guess you're getting even new experiences now. So glad we can throw you a little bit of a curveball. But really appreciate having you on today. For our listeners, the way I got in touch with Sherry was actually through iWish. And that was the Black Belt Unincorporated Wastewater Program, so the BBUWP. And Sherry, I think you are one of the points of contact. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what BBUWP is? Yes, BBUWP, an entity that was created out of need. It is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation. And what we do is install on-site sewage treatment systems for right now in Lowndes County for people without septic tank system, no proper wastewater disposal. So that's what we do. Excellent. Excellent. So BBUWP is in Alabama then, or is it a nationwide effort? No, it's Alabama. And presently, like I said, we're just installing on-site systems in Lowndes County, but it's my understanding that we will be receiving more funding. So we will be able to expand to the other Black Belt counties. And there's about 17 other Black Belt counties. Interesting. And and really this idea of wastewater infrastructure, the, the BBUWP, it's just kind of one part that sounds like maybe of a nationwide effort. I guess my, my question for you is, and I think this is kind of a real big picture question, where does BBUWP sit within the present day U.S. nationwide wastewater innovation and infrastructure development perspective? Well, just understand that BBUWP, we started this effort four years ago. And even then, because of the soil present in Lowndes County, we call it Black Belt soil. It's impermeable soil, I guess you would say. And what we're doing We started with Lowndes, but now because of funding coming down, infrastructure funding, again, we're looking at 
just the black belt counties. That's where you see all what we call straight pipes. Straight pipes meaning a person flushed their toilet, this raw sewage goes straight on the ground. So BBUWP has grown. We do have innovation, Dr. Kevin White, he's the engineer on BBUWP. And we actually created infrastructure in Lowndes County. There was no infrastructure in the unincorporated areas. So we've grown since that time. That's amazing. And nationally, is BBUWP the only program out there or is there a number of other uh, programs that BBUWP is aware of or works with? We are not aware of any other program like this one. Now, there are programs that install systems, but what makes theirs and ours different is the fact that when we install an on-site system, we collect what we call $20 a month from the homeowner. And I know $20 doesn't seem like a lot, but to someone that receives $600 a month, it's a lot. And we maintain the system. We get the systems pumped out. We want to make sure these systems are maintained. That makes sense. BBUWP recently welcomed IATMO's charitable foundation, I Wish, to Lowndes County, Alabama, hosting a community plumbing challenge, also known as the CPC event. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what was involved in that project? Let me tell you, that was the most perfect project. First of all, when they came in, when I wish came in, myself and my community liaison, we had to be trained on how to do a house assessment. And we worked the whole weekend. Once we learned how to do a house assessment, five homes were chosen. When we left those homes, the homeowners were so happy. Things that they didn't fix, like it could have been something like a light bulb missing or some type of fixture missing in the kitchen, like hot water handle or what have you. They were so happy and the word has just spread like wildfire. I have sitting on my desk over 80 applications now to get on the BBUWP program. And that's the only way that that we pulled in I wish is for people on this program. But I wish made a difference. And that's what we love to see. Excellent, excellent. And you know, early in the show, we heard from Troy Benavides of Lixel and how there was a number of plumbing industry partners. You know, how did can you talk a little bit about how the plumbing industry you know partnered and contributed to this BBUWP effort via the pilot CPC project? Well, we had many partners now, and that's a good thing. Lixel, some people know them by American Standard. Fuji Clean, who actually contributes the tank, the septic tank for the homes. We want Fuji Clean because it cleans up all the effluent before it goes out into the environment. But we have now I Wish, I Atmo. We're just growing in partnership, but it takes a village because for 25 years, I have sat here listening to people say, sewage is on the ground, but nobody did anything. So once the program we created, BBUWP, it's gotten bigger and bigger, but it's from people listening to what we do. We've been on CBS, 60 Minutes, newspaper, now a podcast. So the more we talk, the more people are coming in and we need that partnership. Excellent, excellent. Well, speaking of those partnerships, any other comments from you about the role of plumbing and licensed plumbers in the BBUWP? Yes, let me tell you what I'm going with that. I'm going to contact the superintendent of education in Lowndes County. I want to get this project on their curriculum. And I did find out there was a vocation school that they have there in Lowndes County. So if I can connect the Irish project and the vocation school and get some 11th or 12th graders just on the weekends to go out to the homes and do the house assessment, the home assessment, that information comes back to us, summarized on what we need to fix. In come the volunteer plumbers. Now, at some point, I need to raise some funding for that because just think about it. 11th and 12th graders on the weekends, 
If you pay them, they'll work. If you don't, you won't see them. So I'm on the end now trying to raise some funds to get this project. I want to be partners, what I wish. This is something we need. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, obviously the plumbing industry has become involved and there sounds like there's more opportunity even for more involvement. But a big part of this is obviously the homeowners. What has been your experience or your impression of how many homeowners have come forward with interest in this solution? Well, let me say now, first of all, in any rural area, it's hard to gain trust. Mm. But the fact that I've been working there off and on for four weeks going down at least twice a week, I've gained their trust. But even with that, when I brought in I Wish and we were doing the home assessment, you could tell the homeowner was very untrusting. And I had to sit down and just talk to them. But after they left, then it registered with them what they were doing. It's like, wait a minute, this is good. So they're telling their friends, they're telling their neighbors. And that's why I said earlier, we have been flooded with applications. So much so that I'm going to have to hire a full-time secretary. That's amazing. Uh, Roughly how many applications do you think you've gotten at this point? Oh, about 125 since I wish has been here. That's amazing. That's amazing. So obviously that's a lot of work. How long do you think it's going to take to address all of them, all the projects? Well, it's going to take me about two months to get everything straight with the superintendent of education in the vocation school and get the proper memorandum of understandings in place. And then as far as the training, that's not a problem. We can train the young men as long as we have a leader. But after that, it's going to take about two to three years, depending on the funding, to go in and get all the homeowners situated. So it's, it's going to be about a three-year project. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Well, obviously, there's a lot of moving parts here, whether it's your partners in the plumbing industry, I wish, the homeowners themselves, right, that have to obviously want to partake in this as well. How did you pull together this coalition of support? Well, now, actually, again, I think just by people hearing about what we're doing, but let me go back a little farther. I think the nation has heard about sewage on the ground in Lowndes County, but no one was doing anything about it. Then when people realized that, oh, there's an organization that's trying to put in septic tank systems, believe it or not, we start receiving funding, something I never thought about, that the public sending in funding. We start receiving funding and it's just like a snowball. As it goes down to here, it gets bigger, bigger and bigger. Everyone is seeing that what we say we're going to do, we're doing. Not just promise it, we're actually doing it. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, as we wrap up the show here today, you know, there's just so much that this project and hearing about this, this gets me really excited too. And I imagine our listeners as well. You know, if you were going to summarize your your talk here today, you know, in terms of takeaways, you know, what was the best takeaway for you and BBUWP from the Pilot CPC project? The best takeaway is that it added to BBUWP. And I was just thinking narrowly, about what we could do, just put in a septic tank system, be done. I wish now made me think that it's more to it than that. Healthy home, healthy person. We have to look at the whole picture, the big picture. And they made me think about that. I love that. I love that. All right. So Sherry, for our listeners, if they would be interested in learning more about BBUWP or want to get in touch with you or the organization, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way is actually to call me directly at area code 334 206-5805. Now that comes directly to my desk. And if you want to know more about what BBUWP is about, go to www.bbuwp.org. Excellent. And we'll link that in the show notes, show description as well. Well, 
On behalf of the Authority Podcast, Plumbing and Mechanical, Sherry, I want to say it was an absolute privilege and honor to have you on here. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule for joining us and for the really amazing work that you're doing. I have to say, I'm after this conversation, I'm energized and I'm going to have to check out the website and see how maybe I can help out as well. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Authority Podcast, Plumbing and Mechanical. Love this episode of the podcast? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Please follow us on Twitter at AuthorityPM, on Instagram at The Authority Podcast, or email us at iatmo at iatmo.org. Join us next time for another episode of The Authority Podcast, Plumbing and Mechanical. In the meantime, let's work together to make our buildings more resilient and shape us for the better.